without the noise canceling thing on and see if it works. Nah, we're doing it live. What up, everybody? We're back with all new Giant Contraband Robot Podcast. I'm your host, Desi Robinson, also known as Desi is Dead on Twitch. Now YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's slowly, it's, it's slowly like it's like a plague. It's it's spreading throughout the internet. I it, it's um PlayStation has blocked it, Christian. It it, it it has blocked it because it's telling me that if I change my gamer tag, I will lose most of my trophies. And I'm not what? Repl- I'm not replaying Last of Us. I'm not replaying none of those fucking games. So fuck it. That sucks, really. Yeah. Pay the price of changing your gamer tag. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't you don't lose your your progress and stuff like that if you change your name on Xbox. No. I already just recently changed my name on Xbox and they want to charge me $10 to change it. I'm good. Yeah. They always have a a change in the system, though. Just wait until they're like, oh, hey, you're allowed to change your thing again for free. So, Twitter, Instagram, and like I said, Twitch. I'm now Desi is Dead. And this is my co host, Christian Ventura. Demon Llama here. Five bucks to anybody who remembers where that's from. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just way over my head. Um, couple of couple of couple of inquiries as we start. We may be looking for a third. I'm thinking about. Oh. It. I'm thinking about it. It'd be an interesting uh, dynamic shift. No, it'd be true, but it, then it'd be like going back to like Nerds Against the World, where I did have a group of people, and then said group of people, as much as I love them, never fucking stay. Get, mm, mm. <laughs> the consistency is the thing. Yes, consistency and time zone. So I did, uh, I did one thing right by sticking with people who were in the same time zone as I was. Mm-hmm. That was version five of said podcast. So it took four versions to get that far. Yeah. And then good friend Amanda Kane is now working for. Oh, crap. I forgot what gaming company she's working for. And she's manager of. A um, gamer, um, uh, a gamer squad um, that that does esports, and I forgot her team's name. Oh wow, that's that's crazy. That's pretty cool. This is why I'm barely on Twitter. <laughs> oh shit! I would still say between the two of us, you're probably more on Twitter, anyways. Though, but between yeah, but uh, she's she's a very good friend, um, former podcast uh, podcasting mate. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, congratulations to her and Sean Allen. Who I worked for for all of three months on his now defunct website, Pump Three Sixty Five. Yeah, I'm not butthurt. No, I'm not. I'm good. I'm I'm cool. We still friends. That's so I can at least say that. Um, I'm a little butthurt, but I'm not that butthurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bobby Gee started Jenkins. He went on to do his own Twitch channel, um, and he has his own YouTube channel, which I should be. Uh, I think he just posted something recently i will post that in our description um give him a a good shout out um those are the last christian Christian. um do we have another christian no we we have another christian um bobby though he's been with since version two on down to five no down to four version five was with mauricia who was previously on an episode of gcr and daniel calgaropolis garopolis um was on for a good year up until um he he's he I I know where he's at. I know where he lives at. I'm going to keep that secret. <laughs> I know where you live. 
But uh, some things happened, and he bounced from the internet completely. Ah, yes. Uh, I'm not going to say on the off chance someone listens, but I'll just say, oof. Oof. <laughs> just, oof. <laughs> I'm sorry, but still, oof. And then some friends became successful. One is, um, has over three books published and then um, trying to get a fourth done soon with all, everything that's going on. Uh, my good friend Summer Doster, S.E. Doster, if you look for any of her books on Amazon. Um, good friend. Um, like a sister by this point. I'm like, don't you ever call me your little brother. We're just brother, brother sister. Even though I'm black, you white. Hey, that's not the thing. The bond. The bond. It's the bond, but still. It's the simple fact. It's like, you white. Who cares? <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. I can say, I'm I'm Vin Diesel in the nerd world, all right? There you go. If we, if we respect one another, we help out one another, we're family. We live <laughs> together, we ride together, we bad boys for life. Let's go! <laughs> And we I was gonna go right into a rant over a DC and Swamp thing, but that's gonna be last, dead last, because damn, like DC does something good, like like Apocalypse War that just recently came out. Okay. Fucking phenomenal. I I like their DC animated universe. Most people don't. I do. People got a problem with um, oh fuck, I forgot his name. Who who voices Batman? Uh, I've been talking about him like for the last two weeks. Kevin Conroy? Not Kevin Conroy. He's doing the guy, the current actor right now. Oh fucking hell! I can't believe. It. Oh, guy. why am I blanking his name? See, see, we will be horrible in this role. See, now. this this is standard practice at this point where we just cannot, for the life of us, remember anybody's fucking name. Yeah, like when we're on live, like right now, we're recording live. We forget the person's name, but after the fact. O'Hara. Oh, it's, I know it's O'Hara. No, it's not Miguel O'Hara. Oh, motherfucker. See, we're going to need to to have at least a third person. If not, if we get a third or fourth person. That would literally just be fact-checking and, um, and looking up people's names that we forget during the show and at the end literally have to say, oh, you know, so here are a few things we missed and then just play like the fucking edit that whoever is doing it does. I know it, that's it, that's one of the main reasons um, to get a third, and maybe down the line, um, a fourth um, is because like I'm good at Jason O'Mara. God damn it! There, yeah, that, yep. That's all I, I all I needed to see was the damn title, Justice League War, and I was like, I was like, Omar, Jason O'Mara, fuck. Um, <laughs> No, people are complaining. Go back before um, I go talk about Jason Lamar. The reason why I like having a, um, a four-person team is because, like, we're all good at something specifically. Like, there's something specific we're good at. Like, you're good at tech, and you can talk about it. Um, I can, like, I can understand it to a certain extent, and I can do something on the tech side of it to a certain extent, but I'm not... I did not go to school specifically for that. <laughs> Right, right. Um, we we have our strengths and weaknesses, you know. Like I I enjoy art, but I don't know what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to it, and yeah. that's something that you very much are a, a lot deeper into than I am. Yeah, because um, if you go to KDHR, 
either .net or to their spot uh, Spotify um uh page, and there was an episode of the Night Out show we've done a broadcasting of the Night Out show we've done, where I got to talk and we we found out Peter Weller is has a doctorate and he teaches currently at UCLA teaching art history specifically Mediterranean and if I remember it was European early European art right um I'm more favorable of late European art coming into the modern uh, uh impressionism and after um and, uh, and everything that falls into that and we talked to, and I think you was one who mentioned Assassin's Creed and then that's when I got into talking about the colors that were specifically used for paintings, most of the meanings of said paintings. Yeah. Um, so which uh, I showed my knowledge of yes. art history. Even and I showed my extreme lack of it. <laughs> but th- that is not my focus. Just being a, a sculptor and a painter is, is basically my focus. But I can thank professors like, when it comes to art history, you got my attention. When it comes, mm-hmm. when it becomes to like regular history, it just proves my point why religion sucks. <laughs> I mean, look at the fucking Crusades, people. You don't remember to, the Crusades. You don't have to play Assassin's Creed just to know how shitty Christians are. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no, no, I get it. I, 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 as a person named Christian, understand I'm pretty shitty, and I think it's only because of the name. Yep. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> and, and then look at early Mesopotamian Mesopotamian art. You uh-huh. see religious influences going into like really you're literally taking away Mexican Mexican history by throwing in your fucking Jesus. I said I was gonna do this ever. <laughs> I'm not going to. I didn't do it on the night on on the on Nerds Against the World. I'm not gonna do it here. I'm, I'm sh- okay. Back to Jason Omara. <laughs> Jason Omara. Uh, people do not like unlike his interpretation as, as Batman. Really? Because, yeah, there's legit people who don't. And, like, Kevin Conroy should have done it. Look, these DCU films, DC animated movie films, at that, there's some that has a, a, story, a through storyline, which will start from Justice League Flashpoint to Justice League, Apo- Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. That is the DCAU. Um, the new DCAU. And then you have the ones where, like, Superman Red Sun, where you can do, you can have different voice actors, voices Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, or um, Justice League New Frontier. Like, those films, you can get away with getting different actors. I would say the only difference between the Justice League animated films, um, Jerry O'Connell did not voice Superman up until Death of Superman. It was another voice actor voicing Superman. Oh really? Yep. Um, the previous voice actor for Superman. Let me look for it. Um, you can give a little bit up for the little bit you got to see, because I know, because <laughs> I know you said um, your pops was in the, uh, was in the middle of it, and then we go down the rundown of everything that's gonna be happening on today's episode, because this is a giant size <laughs> episode, because a lot of shit for between our recording on Friday to now, there's been a lot of stuff. Gaming, uh, movies, television. By me saying television, that means Mandalorian. But no, no, no. So it's all coming at you now. Yeah. In the middle of the week, and there's still shit coming out. But what, what is your brief thoughts on um, the DC uh, Just Justice League War? I mean, Apocalypse War. 
So the very brief amount I got to see of it, because when I do mean like it was very quick that I was not able to really start watching it. And that was only because of uh, where I was at, not because I wasn't into the movie. I only got up to <laughs> literally Superman explaining that uh, Apocalypse sent out drones into the universe. <laughs> so that's like the the max of the movie that I saw. And I was just like, okay, well, this already looks interesting because I want to know more about Constantine. Right. <laughs> but I, I can't... Re- other than the art style, the immediate art style, which gets me, and I and I very much enjoy um, the the cohesiveness between all of these animated movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, there's not much I can say about it because technically I haven't seen more than like the first three minutes yet. Did you see? That's, any... what I, that's how bad my dad was talking constantly, to where I couldn't get past the first three minutes of the movie without having to say something. Did you see um, any other ones? Uh, well, I saw Flashpoint Paradox. I saw War. I saw um, oh, what was the other one? Um, the one that that centered around Atlantis. Thrones of Atlantis. Thank you, Thrones of Atlantis, and uh, Son of Batman. I'm not sure if that counts. No, that counts. It's in there. So you have, and here's the um, I have the listings of the movie verse. So you have, um, it's mix jumbled at that yeah so, i mean i'm not naming them in the order i watched them it's just but this is this is the the list of movies that are connected you have uh batman versus robin batman bad blood batman hush um constantine city of demons that is included um, okay the death of superman justice league dark justice league dark apocalypse war Justice League versus Teen Titans, Justice League: The Flashpoint Paradox. Now, as to note, at the end of Flashpoint Paradox, that is not Jason O'Mara voicing Batman; that is Kevin Conroy versus voicing Batman for the last time for the movie animated verse. Ah, okay. That is the last time voicing it. Um, and then, I did see Justice League versus Teen Titans. Okay, um, we have Justice League: um, Thrones of Atlantis, Justice League War, which technically kicked it off after Flashpoint Paradox. Um, Reign of the Superman, Son of Batman, Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, Teen Titans, Judas Contract, and Wonder Woman Bloodlines. I saw Judas Contract. Okay. So, Alan Tudyk voiced the voice of K2SO. You may remember him as Wash in Firefly. He's a leaf on the wind. Watching Very famous and prolific voice actor. Yes. He voiced Superman in Justice League War. Jerry O'Connell came in at um, Jerry O'Connell came in at Justice League Throws of Atlantis. So Alan Tudyk only voiced them once. Mm, okay. Jerry, Jerry O'Connell came in to voice uh, Superman on the second Justice League film. And then from, from then on it's been Jerry O'Connell as the voice of Superman. A flashback for you all. Jerry O'Connell previously voiced Billy Batson well Sean Astin voiced Billy Batson well so it's kind of fucking weird Sean Astin has voiced DC characters before yeah a good amount of them if I'm not mistaken Jerry O'Connell originally voiced Shazam huh the younger brother who voiced Billy Batson uh, who's currently voicing Billy Batson for the DC anime movie verse 
his older brother voiced Billy Batson in Justice League Unlimited. Oh, okay. So <laughs> two siblings, and they happened again during Venture Time, where the older sibling voiced Finn the human when the brother got hit puberty and his voice changed. Uh huh. They got to his brother, and he took over as the voice of Finn. <laughs> <laughs> so he grew, uh, the actor who voices Finn grew up with Finn and that's they reflected on Adventure Time he grew up with the show mm-hmm. Finn the Human no, that's really cool so yeah um this is just holy, and Juliet Landau who you remember from have you seen oh shit Buffy's an Angel oh fuck. I want to say da- not Dahlia I forgot her goddamn name in fucking Buffy. <laughs> well, she was. What else? She's a Buffy and Angel vet. <laughs> oh, um. Um, she mainly hung out with um Spike. Oh, um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard to pull. It's even harder to pull from Buffy and Angel. And you, you think okay, but she originally voiced Lois Lane before. Uh, Jerry Connell's wife and original Mystique. Oh, God yeah. damn it. it was, she was in my head. God damn it. I was talking all that shit and I forgot her name. But moving on. Moving on. Um, we're going to talk about, we'll talk about Justice League um, Dark. Um, hell, we'll review. Let's review the DC animated film. Let's copy kind of funny. <laughs> we're going to um, come out and say that immediately. Yes, fuck it. We're going to copy kind of funny and let's review each of the DC animated movies I'm so down so we'll we'll both rewatch Justice League Dark but we'll mm-hmm. start with Flashpoint Paradox review each episode we'll have that means if we don't have no, like no nothing new next week and we haven't announced this here we'll now be by um, two episodes a week now instead of one episode a week so You'll get an episode of us rambling like we are now. You but, didn't ask for it, but we're giving it to you anyways. Not <laughs> so you get one episode. You get one episode with us rambling on like we are now, but with news sprinkled in. And then you get a second episode that's going to be dedicated to help movie reviews, um, gaming reviews. Um, that'll be the second episode. And the third episode would be the artist talks that I I currently do. So right Which now, if you haven't checked out yet, there's plenty of them on GCR. Yeah, on spot on SoundCloud and Spotify. So check those out. Um, I am working on more, get some more artists. Um, but right now we're gonna go right into the news topics, and then we're gonna stick. Just we're just gonna stick DC. Our rant at the end. Damn, it's only been twenty minutes. It felt like fucking an hour. Jeez. <laughs> I was already ready to go. I feel you. I feel you. It's a. It's been a long day, but we got plenty of news for you. It, so it, what's the first part? Right quick. It's been a long day. The only reason why it feels a long day because we still come. If you haven't noticed, and we have said we mentioned it earlier. I don't know if we have mentioned it. We was recording. We're gonna be on lockdown a little bit longer than than we were supposed to. But oh yeah, as of today, it was announced. Here's the at thing, least in California. Yeah, well, at least in California. 
we are going to blame those motherfuckers who protested. Yep. And the Not to call out anybody, but <laughs> Huntington Beach. <laughs> all of Orange County, all of Inland Empire, you are the reason why we're still currently locked up. Yeah, we're going to fucking say it because that shit's stupid. Um, this is not a conspiracy theory. It's I, I'm, I'll say this before we go into our actual news topics. Stop burning down fucking 5G towers. Which is fucking stupid. But you will not know the severity of it until you get it or someone you close to know gots it and dies. Oh, yeah. At, at my work today, I found out that somebody in the upstairs office came into work knowing that she had symptoms and that she was in direct contact with somebody who has positive had had tested positive for covid with uh two days before that and she still went to work anyways uh, all right <clears throat> like we said, anyways going right into it like we said there's a lot of bit there's a lot of game um where this is around the time ether will be ramped up um, we'll know what gaming companies are showing. We're no with everything that's coming out, but we mentioned on a previous episode, like two episodes ago, that there won't be no E3. Um, and then Jeff Keighley came out with a summer games fest. And then from there you got EA, um, Microsoft, Ubisoft saying they're gonna be doing their own things, um, in conjunction working with Jeff Keighley as well. Um so last week, Microsoft came out with their press conference, which we got we touched on a little bit last week. Uh, we'll talk about one of the games we did not get to talk about last week, uh, which is Disintegration. Um, it looks it looks amazing. I'll give it that. It's just um, I'm a robophobe. <laughs> he is a he is a uh, he is a unapologetic robophobe. Yep. Blame Robocop. Not Robocop. Blame Skynet. So I'm saying, I'm just saying. Blame Yandere Dating Simulator for making it uh, so that way nobody ever wants to go out with you. Blame <laughs> Bender. Blame Bender. <laughs> Look, Fry could have had Lucy Lou, even if she was a robot. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> but then all of a sudden, Bender can be with Lucy Lou. Get the fuck out of here, Bender. All right, you can bite my shiny metal ass. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but go right on to the topic at hand. This is from GameSpots. Kevin. <laughs> God damn it. Hey, Kevin. I'm not going to say your last name, dude, but I will give you a shout out for your article. <laughs> um, EA 2020 replacement schedule, event schedule, EA, um, Ubisoft, and those who confirmed. So, in the court, that is what we call a uh, tripping of the tongue. Yep. So, is it although the ESA, um, the company that organizes E3, will not hold a digital alternative to E3 itself, a number of game publish gaming publishers will um, have announced that they will be hosting their own events and showcases over the summer. So we have a lot of shit going on um, at um, from between now and then. Um, well, end of the summer, which will be technically be uh, I technically labeled the end of summer September first. Yeah, it may not be coming to us the way that we're traditionally used to it, but that doesn't mean we're going to be left without any gaming news or any updates on our, uh, you know, some of our favorite developers and what's going on with them. Yep. Oof. Um, Speaking of uh, developers, it says, um, "Oof, I'm at the end of this up." Nah. Over the summer, uh, like I said, over the summer, 
Microsoft, Ubisoft, Limited Run Games, and Digital Revolver. Devolver Digital. I can't see. I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> are among the companies that have expressed intentions to follow this route um, as well. Microsoft announced a monthly series of streams called Xbox 2020. Um, with July's focus, with um, they had one like we said last week, and they're gonna their July one, which would be focusing on first party Xbox titles, which a lot of people has been asking for, for Microsoft and I, I myself, because I am a multi console gamer. I don't focus on one or the other. I don't have a preference anymore. It used to be when I was growing up, Nintendo, Sega. I'm a poly gamer. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter about the hardware. It's all about the game. Yeah, <laughs> you can say we're polyamorous gamers. There you go. There we go. I am taking something that's meant to be sexual, and I'm 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 co-opting it for gaming purposes. Is that technically called in your window? I'm not polyamorous. This- I'm not polyamorous. I'm just saying I will. If look, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just look, people. Just because I said it doesn't mean I want to. Or in this case, because it's gaming related, would it be uh, would it be in you in Nintendo? Nah, because then it's gonna be Nintendo. Then Nintendo's gonna be coming after us. We don't need that. We don't need that stress. Um, but their July focus, um, July uh, July twelfth is the date where they're gonna be focusing on um, first party titles. But as well, Ubisoft will hold. Sorry, let me read. Some point in July, Microsoft will be going to be doing nothing but first-party titles, while Ubisoft is holding theirs called Ubi Forward, a digital event on July 12th, um, focusing on their um, their titles that's coming out. So we could see um, more on Valhalla. We could see Watch Dogs 3, which we haven't seen anything since um, technically late 2019. We we saw what uh, they was doing. Um, more information on Beyond Good and Evil 2. Now, I'll give you a little inside track. My best friend, Denise Takes, is helping with the game. Um, doing the, um, doing some music for them. She, You can follow her on Spotify and on um, SoundCloud as well. Some of the music that she's doing and some of this music that's inspired by the game that she's um, working on as well. She, can't, she will not tell us. I tried. <laughs> um, she went to Ubisoft Multiplier and she did some things there for a week. I'm like, can you just like no? She signed an NDA, so I, I, I have an inside track, but I can't use it. And I respect Those that. damn pesky NDAs. But out of respect, I just say that she's working on the game on the game soundtrack, and um, I can't wait. I this I have I had no intentions to play Beyond. Uh, when Beyond Good Evil came out on the PS2, I, it didn't really interest me. But the only reason why it interests me now, it interests me now, is what Ubisoft is reaching out to gamers who are artists, gamers who are musicians, and including their work, their art, and that what they love into this game. Um, the, them and um, Joseph Gordon Levitt. So, that, getting to work, with, y'all getting to work with him, that is awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. No, I didn't want to do it. I, I legit did not want to do it because digital art is not. Once again. There's specific things I can do. Digital yeah. art, digital art is not one of them. <laughs> and some, one of my friends said, you can just scan your stuff. And just up. No, I'm not scanning a painting. A painting 
a 36 by a 42 by 36 painting. How the fuck am I scan that? A big ass printer. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, get away from me. I, I legit was like, get away from me. <laughs> I, I was like, get away from me. I, like, moving on because I'm, I'm tangents. Uh, EA will also host their own um, showcase this coming June. Um, the company is transforming its annual EA Play event into a digital experience this year that will kick off Thursday, June 11th, and it will give viewers a look at some of the publisher, um, some of the company's upcoming titles, which we mentioned before, FIFA 2021, Madden 2021, and NHL 2021. Boring. The last time I played a sport, well, actually, I'm currently playing 2K20. <laughs> The last time I played a sports game was 2K20, and that was, you know, ooh, a month ago. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I can't do bitch. But um, there is no definitive, definitive times these um, press conferences are going to start. So it's just, we're going to keep an eye on it ourselves so we can update. And just I'm on Twitter getting just pulling information and making sure we don't get no fucking rumors. But there was something that it, it is related to Tony Hawk. There was something on Twitter's Reddit um, rumors and leaks that it said there was going to be a major game revealed this past Tuesday. That oh, was okay. Tony Hawk was the game revealed. Ah, uh, okay. Certain industry insiders knew about the reveal, but they couldn't say anything until the video dropped. Okay, that makes sense. But uh, to continue on, on this first topic we got, um, Nintendo typically airs their direct... Um, um, ahead of E3 every June, but they now that may not be the case this year. Um, reports have circulated that the company will be delaying this annual June direct due to the complications they have arisen from the COVID-19 pandemic. Nintendo itself has not made any official statements yet, but these reports say that the direct is expected to air late in the summer. So we're looking at late, I'll say sometime late mid, I'm say early, um, start to mid August. We could see something from um, Nintendo, um, but they said um, they got no rush now. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Square Enix said it will hold an individual gaming conf- uh, game announcement, uh, their own individual game announcement, rather than a big a big E3 style event. If I remember correctly, Square Enix was going to bow out of of um, E3 anyway, so it's expecting them to not show anything so big anyway. Yeah. And the only thing technically that just recently came out that's big is Final Fantasy Remake and um, Marvel Avengers will be out this fall, September 7th, I believe. So what what else you got? What, what else you got, Square? You ain't got nothing. <laughs> Show us what you got. <laughs> um, but, oh, and, but, and, oh, we, this is serendipitous. Um, they have released the schedules right now. Ooh! So July 11th, EA Play 2020 will be at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, July 12th will be Ubisoft Forward at 12 p.m. Pacific and 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, before we move on to the next topic, what do you want to see from? Now we already mentioned we want to see Mass Effect. Remaster, definitely. That is, that is a that is a definite. But out of these out of these companies that we mentioned, Ubisoft, EA, Microsoft, limited run limited run games, 
they make awesome shit. Yeah. I mean, to say the least. Look at their vinyl they got on sale, and it's like, fuck, I wish I wasn't broke. There, there is a turquoise vinyl for Streets of Rage Four. Ooh. And it's ne- and it's neon turquoise. All right, so uh. that, that shit just pops. And the and the the picture is not doing it. I'm pretty sure the picture in the resolution is not doing it any justice until you get it physically in your hands. And that yellow art cover that they use for Street of Rage Four looks fucking phenomenal. I know. I've seen some of the photos for it, and I agree that it, it just looks great. It looks so good. But out of the out of everything we mentioned, what do you want to see gameplay wise out of any of these companies? Gameplay wise, I would love, love to finally see because I know we already have some in-engine renderings, but I would love to see any sort of in-game, um, in-game assets from Halo Infinite. Right. That that that's the one for me. That's that's one of the larger ones. I know I'm like, I'm already polarizing myself a little bit there, but that's just because it's like from day from day one, I've always been a huge Halo fanboy, and it's like it's always gonna be there. Yeah, I, I understand the series has its problems. Yeah, I understand that five and four were not the greatest games, and I agree they were not. But the fact that they're kind of redo, they're finally rebuilding an engine. They're making an engine for the new game. It gives me hope that they're going to be coming up with some very new, interesting stuff, and that's something I really want to see more of. Okay, something that 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 makes it, it reminds me of when I got an Xbox 360. It was because I wanted to get Halo 3. When I got my original Xbox, it's because I wanted to get Halo. When I got my Xbox One, I wanted to play Halo 4. So it's like, with uh, with the monolith coming out, I want to play Infinite. So show me what you fucking got. <laughs> um, for me, everybody knows it's Mass Effect. It, it is of not, course. And it's not anything else. And it's like, it, I want to see something from Bioware, right? Because fucking eat. Hey, they got a fucking vice grip on that goddamn company. I I don't want anything from EA anymore, like no, no. for a while. <laughs> but so right now, I there's nothing from EA. I'm not interested in Watch Dogs Three. I feel Watch Dogs One was just, ugh, just a poor entry to the first game, and then Watch Dogs Two just blew me fucking away with the story, its art aesthetic. And everything just came around it, and it helped me change my direction in terms of being an artist. And I'm like, I have so much fucking a connection to Watch Dogs 2, which I'm going to replay it soon. It, it's not a slog. It's just, I'm not good at stealth games. So I'm, I'm very strategic on trying to get everything I can so I can just unlock all the fucking, like, fuck, trying to, trying to, like, not kill people. I'm killing everybody as soon as I get the goddamn, like, as soon as I replay it. I kill motherfuckers now. So I'm like, Watch Dogs Three. I'm not looking forward to having a sweet. Like, if a character dies, you can't go back. Like, if you pick, a, if you pick an NPC that you like and they die, they're gone. I don't, I don't, I don't like that mechanic. And, and I, know, I know there was there was a game at one point in the past that did that. No, I'm I'm out. Oh God, those permadeaths on that kind of stuff. It's it's uh, it affects yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but to move on, we have, um, this one, now this has been going on for like a couple of, like, I would say a week and a half. They said the PlayStation 5 will be released this October. That makes no sense. Like reading it, I already felt like, no, this is not real. 
No, yeah. You have Cyberpunk literally coming out. No, it was Cyberpunk that's coming out on the seventh of September. And then a month later, no, I I seriously feel the PS Five is I feel, and I know, and I think you mentioned it as well. We feel it's gonna come out right around Thanksgiving, like all the other consoles have before. Yeah, easily around November. I'm saying. So there is no, it's not gonna be October, and then at the fact, after the fact, not everyone is going. Anthony Abbott said on a, on the Night Owl show. We have previous people on other shows mentioned we're going to wait and see on the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. Right. Um, neither company has mentioned when definitively these consoles are coming out. So this is from our boy Alessandro Barbosa from GameSpot as well. Also, um, a side note, if you go listen to the Night Owl show, I said Lucy Hell. I was watching Kathy Keene, so Lucy Hell was in my head. It's Lucy James. Ooh, retcon that. <laughs> if this gets to Lucy James, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to mistake an American woman for a gaming pun, a British gaming pundit. My bad. I'm sorry. If, I'm a dumb. If this American. gets to her, if I'm gonna say, her. what happened in your life to where you're here now? Um, <laughs> once again. I apologize. This dumb American cannot do, cannot read blind. Although I gotta say, moving on. Article by Alessandro Barbosa. Um, the target window for the PS5 is wrong. All right, I'm saying that I'm putting that in. But here's the article. It said, following the job listings suggested that the Sony will launch the PS5 this October. The company has stated. That the month was included in was the month that was included was an error. The PS5 PS5 would not be launching this upcoming October, and the final release date or even the release window is still unknown at this point. The job listing was created for a position at Sony Entertainment, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment or SIE, um, and hosted a Japanese recruitment website. The line in question mentioned that the PlayStation 5 would launch. In October, which was the first mention of the exact release date month, release month for um, Sony's next gen um, next gen console, the Japanese um, publication Fumatsu contacted Sony for uh, for comment, who stated that the information was erroneously, 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 egregiously. I really need vocal coach. <laughs> we <laughs> had a perfect time for me to get a vocal coach. Either that or just send me the articles, man. <laughs> Erroneously, I, I can say that word, but I cannot say the other word that that was really tripping me the fuck up last episode. <laughs> um, included by the recruitment company in question, Sony have slowly revealed new details about the PlayStation 5 and its approach to the next-gen console of its games. A few weeks ago, it revealed that the, Dual 5, the DualSense 5, it's not the DualShock 5 no more, it's the DualSense 5, um, the PlayStation 5 official controller with a new host of functionality for games to take advantage on. It's also revealed PlayStation Studios, a brand new, um, a, a, a new brand that collects all of its exclusive under one banner. By comparison, um, this is also in the article, in comparison to Microsoft, we already have a new console. We already revealed a new console, Xbox Series X. Microsoft also is hosting a monthly 
streaming leading up to the launch of the new console and the first showcase of um, show showcasing of third party games scheduled to launch on the new hardware. Microsoft also had to um, clarify rumors of the potential Thanksgiving launch date, which was also mentioned. Um, so Microsoft is even curtailing their November release date. And that's the okay. So it looks like we could be both be wrong. It is not coming out this November. It is a strong possibility we probably not see these consoles until 2021. That is my hypo- after reading this article. It is a possibility we wouldn't see these consoles until 2021. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Like I, I, I hope not, but I really would not be surprised. I think it uh, to me. I think this is the right step to go. It should they should push to 2021 because you have this pandemic. We just mentioned California is being locked down for another three months, at um, least. At least for another three. No, they're locked. We're locked down for another three months. There is no at least. We are. <laughs> Look, if there's drive-in popping up for you guys, go to a drive-in. You are never going to a movie theater. Yeah, <laughs> you're never going to Disneyland. So not 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 for at least at least a year i was talking about this with my with my uh with my supervisor today and he's talking about how oh yeah they they just opened up uh disneyland in shanghai with new social distancing rules and they're they're hoping to open up disneyland here in a couple months and i tell him like you know i highly doubt that's a good idea and i doubt anybody's gonna go people who go are probably gonna be pass holders but not anybody that doesn't already have a pass that they paid for the only people who are going to go is the ones who are protesting open up because I need a haircut or I need yeah. a nail salon. You know, the dumbass. Exactly. Moving on. <laughs> um, Here's the thing, though. Microsoft has been showing a lot that's going to lead up to whenever their console is coming out. And I'm pretty sure in July when we get their conference, we're going to know the release date for them, for, for the Series X. Sony has not shown shit. We just now knew about their official controller. Uh, we just knew about PlayStation Studios, which is a reflection of Microsoft, uh, Microsoft Studios. Even in the uh, in the launch title or the launch uh, trailer, they look extremely similar. So, like, we we want to see the console. We we already had some jackass showing a a video of the official look of the PlayStation Five. I don't believe it until and Sony came out and said, no, that's not how the console looks. Yeah. So, like, we want to see something, Sony. Like, we don't want bits and fucking pieces. Everything that Microsoft is showing is also coming out on the PS fucking four, PS5. Yep. By this point, PS, Xbox is showing off what games you have instead of you showing what we, what you have. I understand we lost um, Jack, um, Jack Tritton um, earlier this year. He left. Um. So, what you you have no one to take over, like so, like like it's like one person leaves and all of a sudden the company shuts down to the point to where you can't show us a console that is supposedly slated to be coming out within five or six months. Yeah, and supposedly, obviously, I don't think so, but supposedly, like look at Rockstar, they lost Leslie Benz. And they're still like, all right, this is what we got working on right now. This is what we can show in a few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, granted, it's a gaming company next to a, a global um, tech conglomerate. But when you have your rival company, which is Microsoft, showing what they are, what they're going to be doing the next 
four months, and then you have a gaming company who barely re- re- um, releases two games a year, or hell, every other year, are just doing better than you. I mean, come on, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. At least they, at least Rockstar is teasing us what they got in the pipeline. That <laughs> that medieval game is really sounding fucking interesting. I want to, I want a Rockstar medieval game. Yeah, that would be really cool. Like, yeah, I'm like, you don't have to use guns. You're using swords and like swords, shields, spears. Hell, we are using spears and bow and arrows and fucking Red Dead Redemption too. Yep. I, I want to see them further on that um, going forward. Um, but we're still keeping on with the um, in the Xbox world. But this is also, if I remember, it's coming out on the PS4 as well it is drum roll please <laughs> something we did not talk about last week Halo Creator um, this is from comicbook.com gaming article by Mark Duchamps the only reason why I remember I know how to I pronounce that last name there was a gym coach at J- Trade Tech College and Duchamps <laughs> Who I'm no, I'm not I'm not gonna drag anybody. Um <laughs> Disintegration will release in a, actually in a few short weeks. It will be out June sixteenth. What? Yep. Wow. So it's not a next gen title, it's a current gen title. Okay. Um it would be obviously on Steam, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. It would not be on Switch. It is a first-person shooter, which is developed by V1 um, Interactive and published by Private Division. But the game's director should be particular interest uh, interest to gamers Marcus Lito, who was the co-creator of Halo, and the man who designed Master Chief himself. Um, while the game does seem to have a few things in common with um, Halo, um, Disintegration is very much a new property, and it's also V1's interactive first game out of the studio out of this game studio this is their first game they're producing so they're really on banking on uh mark's uh marcus's uh name and recognition mm-hmm. in terms of halo yeah uh, so good luck y'all um we'll the game yeah so they're hoping it lives up to his promise for for the first um to spot a major franchise of its own and not only that also more many many more games to come from v1 Interactive, um, but in, in the basic premise of disintegration, uh, players take on the role of Gray Cycle pilot Romer Shaw in a not too distant future. All these not too distant futures, um, <laughs> di- <laughs> distant future where disease, climate change, and other global pa- um, pandemic problems have resulted in the collapse of um, nations. In order to save humanity, a new process was created in which humans have their brains removed and placed in robotic bodies. That don't sound like the not too distant future. That sounds like fucking now. <laughs> it sounds like fucking Robocop. Think about it. Part of Murphy yeah. is a part part of Murphy is, is a robot. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, Robocop 2, they took Kane's head, they took Kane's brain and put it into a body, and look what happened. Got a fucking murderous robot is what we got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I said, be careful. Skynet, all right. Skynet. Don't, don't, don't listen to this robophobe. <laughs> so decades have passed since the process have, was created, and in that time, 
uh, rayon forces have embraced their lack of humanity. The rayons are quite happy with the new world order and have started a war to force the last remnants of humanity to integrate or die. Meanwhile, <laughs> Shaw and his band of outlaws hope to one day get, go back to being human and help those that are that the rayons are trying to um, hunt down. Now, before I finish, I bet you there's gonna be a portion in the game where you get to see the main character's body, and it gets blown up, <laughs> and he'll never like get to be human again. Either either that, or he finds out that he can clone his body. Either way, this is gonna be interesting. Very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Like the article said, this is an interesting concept. Um, the trailer. Um, all right, by this point, I'm, I'm actually gonna speak for myself instead of going. Up. The game does look very interesting. I give it that. Um, something that I have never um, played um, played before in games. Like there, there's legit. I cannot like compare this to any other game in my twenty. In, I, I might date myself. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's saying the the game page on Twitter says calling all pilots, so I'm hoping there's some fucking aerial combat or some like space battles. But since this is looking, it's gonna be mainly set on the ground. I'm probably it's probably I'm per- perfectly sure it's gonna be like some AT-AT action. If you don't know what the AT-AT is, that's a Star Wars reference. You should know. Oh, what uh, is is that a Star Wars thing? That's a, the AT-AT is a Star Wars thing. I always thought it was an at at for some reason. I was like, "Where I is call, it?" I call it the ATAT. People call it the at at. You can say no, whatever you want. The ATAT. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm the Camel Walker. You got that. But it, it does look um, great. You can, you definitely besides my robophobia and Skynet, um, you do see. Like, I'm pretty sure this is gonna have a message. Because we are favoring technology a lot, and I'm pretty, and this and this showing that technology is a fan. A lot of this and the new Netflix, show, not Netflix, Amazon show where you can upload your consciousness to a server, and you get to live your your brain is living a life that you always wanted, but you're in a server. Oh yeah, I, I had heard about that one. So we're see we're seeing a lot more games and television doing this. So oh, yeah. it, it was only like a matter of time. Oh, well, TV shows and movies was, was doing this. It was, it was like a matter of time we're seeing this in games. Um, as close to this was Deus Ex Machina from Idol Software. But that's more in terms of... Um, uh, cybernetic enhancement more yeah. than... So it's like... But now you have... You can save yourself as as the individual by placing your... Like, like I said, Kane... Robot 2, except for that was a fucking convict. Uh, homicidal fucking convict like that. <laughs> you you are taking that one element of Robocop 2 and you're doing something for that's technically for the good. Yeah. Um, it's like a it's a it's like a technically less futuristic version of uh Altered Carbon. Have you ever seen that one off of uh off of Netflix? I have still not watched Altered Carbon. It's a very great sci-fi show on Netflix. Well, I highly recommend I, it. We we I have mentioned this. I have not I have not watched Stranger Things season two on down. I have not watched Ultra Carbon season one or two. I'll get to it when I. It'll probably be like it took, it'll probably be something we review on the secondary episode. 
it it took it legit took me like the uh, like is what Surge of Things been up like almost three years before season two came out. I think so. Yeah. It took me that long to see season one. Hey, I didn't watch season one or two until like maybe four months ago. See, and since we have the pandemic, yeah, I have all the time in the world to catch up. So, and if I don't, I don't. Like exactly. <laughs> Who's counting? Only me and all the listeners. And all, <laughs> and all my all my family. Uh, moving on Um, this was very interesting this we're gonna piggyback two of these um, conventions together before we move on to um, the Unreal Engine 5 and Tony Hawk before we um, end off this episode Um, both San Diego Comic Con International San Diego and the Tokyo Game Show have not only cancelled their conventions but they're doing an online convention instead. May I add a third one to that list? I I read about uh, maybe about twenty minutes before we started recording. Go ahead. Anime Expo um, is also going to be going uh, online this year. As, as I I've noticed, Kevin Smith did an online. Uh, Kevin Smith did an online uh, Comic Con as well. Um, I wish I, I wish I, I was on his live stream to, to ask him like, how is this? Like, how can you do a, co- a convention that's online? Ask Blizzard. They've failed at it more than enough times. Uh, so Newsarama, <laughs> Newsarama, uh, Newsarama's uh, Chris Arendt, um, his article, um, they said the organi- organizers of the annual Comic-Con International San Diego is moving forward with online version of the convention in light of what's going on. It says, coming soon, free parking, comfy chairs, personalized snacks, no lines, pug, pets are welcome, badges for all, and a front row seat <laughs> to Comic-Con at home. <laughs> Yay. Um, I love the personalized snack part on that. That's the part that gets me a little bit. <laughs> um, the only downside to this is they have not revealed any details or plans for the at-home event or um but or the date of but the convention is between July 23rd to the 25th. You know, I think for it to in order for it to feel like a genuine convention in my own home, I'm going to have to like have it going on on my living room TV, walk outside and try to look at the TV from the outside while I'm also laying down and sleeping on my backpack as I would if I were on in line. That's the only way it'll feel authentic to me. <laughs> um, it was the original day for Comic-Con, even though it was canceled, was actually t- the 23rd to the 26th. But either way, they still haven't given um, any information on how they're going to do their con- stay-at-home con. I-, I know there's online panels, um, which which is which is great, because I mean, it's, it's basically just a Zoom chat, and you just get the it was like an Instagram live video. I know that for sure, but I don't know how Kevin Smith did his. That's the only thing. He said he wants people to participate. So it's like a Zoom chat where it's like thousands of fucking people in, or it's just going to be like an Instagram live video. Um, for the Tokyo. Live. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for the Tokyo game show, there's. Um, so let me get through the article. Just give the cliff notes. It's going to play like 
obviously the on, their online format is going to play like what EA play and um, other uh, and the GDC did earlier this year. Um, showing different companies what they're doing, what they're currently doing, letting them talk um, about the current games they're working on. But since this is Tokyo Game Show, it's, it's more like you're going to get games that are specifically made in Asian um, Asian countries and some American games and some games that are geared towards American audiences um, like um, Scarlet. There was the oh, fuck, Scarlet Blade game that Microsoft showed off a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping for a Damon X, a Damon X Machina two, even though I haven't passed the first one. <laughs> but there's hoping. Um, we probably could see Marvel's Avengers because Square Enix is part of it, and we could see a Resident Evil, um, Resident Evil Eight. Hmm. Oh yeah, we have announcements, or uh, we have some announcements coming up for Resident Evil Eight. It would make sense that they debut there. Yep, and isn't and and the thing is though, I don't think it's Capcom showing it off. It's just, I know Capcom will show it off, but I think it's one of the big companies that's going to show it off in place of Capcom. Hmm. Yeah, they have not. Both comp- um, both um, the heads of excuse me, of Tokyo Game Show and San Diego Comic Con has not um, announced how they're going to um broadcast their feed basically they're saying don't lose interest in us we're gonna come up with something i swear to god yeah <laughs> but yeah i'll wait until i see until i get like yeah. a, a, a bunch of details um i'm gonna let christian i was gonna say i'll let you talk about the unreal 5 engine and then after that um or i can do it now while you pull up the article yeah, let me actually, yeah, let me go ahead and pull it up. That way I have the exact terms. Okay, but while he's pulling it up, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake was announced for the PS4, Xbox One, PC Tuesday, May 12th, early in the morning. We Everyone was like, where the fuck was this coming from? Yeah, it came out of nowhere. It was one of the first things I saw in the day. I was like, is this real? It is real. And people are happy. Oh yeah. Now, me personally, I'm not. I'm happy that I'm getting a skateboarding game, but the real game I wanted remade was Tony Hawk Underground. That I feel they said Tony Hawk four, three, and four changed the game for Tony Hawk. It gave us all this awesome stuff. True, it has, but it was Underground who took Tony Hawk, the Tony Hawk franchise, to a new direction. It gave it a story. It made it fun. Yes, it had some off-the-wall moments. Every Tony Hawk game had off-the-wall moments. Uh, the down, the downhill level Tony Hawk 2? I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Including Spider-Man, Wolverine, Iron Man, Gene Simmons into Tony Hawk. I mean, come on. Those are some off-the-wall fucking moments. Yeah. Um, but, like, Tony uh, Underground was actually fun. That was something I would have loved to have remade. Um, now for Tony Hawk 1 and 2 I found out one of my favorite professional skateboarders Kareem, Kareem Campbell is coming back what? he's coming back the last Tony Hawk game was Tony Hawk 4 he was in mm-hmm. Bob Burnquist is coming back wow so you got old school skaters coming Tony um, let's just get right into it because I'm now getting hyped even though I'm not that hyped but I'm hyped it's uh-huh. like, I'm like half and half. 
I'm like the T. I'm a half and half. But I'm all in. <laughs> You're not hype. You're just high. Yeah. <laughs> so this is from our, uh, we're getting this from IGN. But then also we're pulling from, I'm pulling from also different sites as well. Um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater is back as um, as Activision has announced Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 uh, compil- compilation remake of the first two Tony Hawk games developed by Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy Studio Vicarious Visions um, which has a long history with the series as well. Tony Hawk 1 and 2 will be released for the PS4, Xbox One and PC via the Epic Games Store on September 4th of this year with pre-orders offering fans early access of the demo of the iconic warehouse level. Um, I got to see the warehouse level. It's mm-hmm. like, it is totally fucking updated. Yeah. It's like, it, you can tell it is a, it it is a remaster in the true sense of the word. Yep. And they definitely, Vicarious Visions definitely took account of the school that was used for school. Um, and Tony Humper Skater, if I remember, 2, and Malibu, which was also, um, which was used in Tony Humper Skater 2, those, the schools, the school that was used and the skate park, I say Malibu and the skate, around, what are pretty much skaters used, has changed from the, at the time to now. Right. So that is, and it looks phenomenal. There's screenshots and everything that's up of, of, the, rem, of the remaster. Um, it, it really looks like what Malibu, what Malibu looks now. If you're, wow. if um, I keep on saying Malibu, I keep for, I keep forgetting the specific name of the skate park that's, mm-hmm. in, that's technically in that area. But holy shit, they they, I, I'm giving because of Crash Bandicoot what they did. I'm giving right. Vicarious Visions the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I think I I am excited to see a good quality product of uh, of yesteryear making its way back to it <laughs> um continue on um the game is a remake of compiling the first two games in the beloved franchise franchise including all the level all, all every level including the secret ones if you you're not a true tony Hawk badass if you have not unlocked the secret levels like i have oh yeah oh yeah that's all that's that's like that's like saying that you play super smash brothers but didn't unlock any of the characters I know there, there, there's legit some people who out there has not unlocked. I'm seventy percent done with unlocking all the characters on the current Smash Brothers. <laughs> to be I, fair, there are a lot of them. And damn, it gets fucking harder to beat the kick that I got took it out by fucking Lucas. Dude, Lucas is no joke though. Lucas, Lucas, Lucas can kick some ass, man. Fuck that kid, all right. Fuck Earthbound, all right. Fuck that little <laughs> motherfucker. I will punt that little. I will punt that little bitch. All right, continue on. <laughs> um, IGN has spoke with Vicarious Vision Studio head Jen O'Neill, O'Neill, um, to learn more about what's two, what's re- what's new, and what's returning to Tony Hawk One and Two. Um, how would Tony Hawk Pro Skater change from between One and Two? She said they have started um, with Neversoft original handling of the code. Um, they have stated that the foundation and, and then layered on what they needed to modernize it, O'Neill said. Um, other thing that they wor- they looked at was the geometry because they wanted to re- um, match inch by inch the geometry 
so that those lines feel exactly the same when we played them before. So which means it should be muscle memory as soon as you hit a line or you look at a line of tricks or you you start your fucking grind off. Mm-hmm. So you want it to be like, oh shit, I remember doing this. That's that's the sort of idea of what, of what they want. Um, I hope they can achieve that. That's a tall order, but I think they have I think they have the resources and the knowledge to do it. Yeah. Um. In in addition to gameplay tweaks, the um, to make those skateboarding feel more itself, more modern. It marks the return of all the hallmark missions of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, including collecting skate secret tapes and um enough to unlock those secret levels um for the original games including some new challenges as well they um they added new challenges to each new uh, each of the levels to um which can be accomplished per skater for example so which means you have to play with every single skater not just cr- your created skater to unlock everything oh yeah um gotta work for it yep Tony Hawk Pro Skater will support competitive online play, but the remake will also feature split-screen multiplayer for those who want to play with friends locally. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 online functionality will also extend the return of Creative Park and Creative Skater modes. Players will be able to share their creations online, and Vicarious Visions is hoping to give players a a wide array of options to build their dream skate parks. Um, Creative um, Park is more robust. Um, is is it's a deep set of tools creating for the ultimate skate park, and it's not just the library of ramps, boxes, and rails. Um, on top of that, you'll be able to do some deformation. So it's like, what that means is look at how skate parks look, where they definitely change the terrain of the um, of the park to better fit the skater. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Now. Soundtracks. Oh yeah. So, if anybody remembers the game, they remember the fucking music. So, if you been if you have if you've been living on the rock for the past twenty four hours, Gorilla Radio and Superman by Gorilla Radio by Rage Against the Machine and Superman by Goldfinger has been on fucking rotation for the last twenty four hours. And they're going to return. Goldfinger and Rage Against the Machine is returning. Papa Roach is returning. Like, holy fucking shit. Now, they did say not every song has made it to the game because of licensing deals from the time these games were out to now has changed. So, hence why Papa Roach and everyone's returning, which means we're not only getting old tracks, we're getting new tracks. That's going to be cool. Um, and if you have not been listening to Papa Roach recently, I mean, come on. You can bitch all you want. They put they pumping out some good shit. Yeah. Um, so they asked, is this a remake or a remaster? Um they said it's a bit of both. Yeah. That that that's what it feels like, especially when you talk about, you know, bringing in assets from the old game and bringing back a lot of the same characters and redoing how they how they look and updating the look of everything but keeping the feeling and you know like the way that they describe it it sounds to me very accurate to say that it is both a remaster and a remake yeah um so it's going to be very interesting to see where they're going to go from here um can't wait to get it in my hands so we can actually test play it um and 
definitely I'm going to be kicking Christian's ass when I when I get my hands on this. I'm, I'm like, as a former skater, I'm sorry, I'm out to put out there. As a oh, former no. skater, oh, no. you're gonna you're gonna have the advantage for the first week. <laughs> oh, oh, you oh you trying to put the gauntlet down? Oh, oh no, we're gonna we're gonna have to give somebody uh, some people some uh, some some betting shit. All right, all right, Mark is gonna this September is gonna be the return. <laughs> To streaming for me, and you're gonna see this man right here lose. Oh, oh. that's a challenge. That's that a fucking challenge. challenge. The challenge has been brought. The gauntlet has been slapped across my face. <laughs> Stand at thee, or feel the might of the thunder. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is um. Now there is prices to the remaster. The basic retail price is $40. The digital deluxe version, which would include a soundtrack to said game, would be $50. And there will be other stuff going um, they'll, they'll announce as um, as the summer goes along, which will go with the deluxe edition, digital deluxe and the deluxe edition. But for $100, you get the collector's edition. You get now the deluxe edition and a limited edition birdhouse deck. Wait, what? Yeah. A limited edition like, birdhouse deck. An actual skateboard deck that you can actually use to skateboard or just hang it up as a... Wait. What? Yeah, that's the $100 collection. Now, here's... So that's going to sell out so fucking quick. Yeah, and before <laughs> anybody complains, skateboarding de- skateboards have, especially... If this if this completed top flight deck, you could look at between a hundred to close to three to four hundred dollars for a completed deck. Yeah, that's why I, why I assumed it was like an in game deck or something because it's like for a hundred dollars, also getting a full ass skateboard. Like yeah. what? Now for a deck itself, if it's a collector's item or if it's a special print, yes, you can see it in the hundred to hundred fifty dollar range. Take it for someone who has bought skateboards. Mm-hmm. Um, plain decks you're looking at around $50-60 right sounds about standard um, 30 40 bucks. you go to the art store you find a, de- a plain skate deck you can do whatever you want it's rideable but it's mainly attention, uh, the main attention for those boards as you see in the art stores is to make art on these, bo- on these yeah. decks but yeah those are the prices for um, the Tony Hawk remake um Holy shit. Um, I hope this does well so we can get a Tony Hawk 3 and 4. That will lead... Because um, um, this is not the only um, Crash... I think that they have created DLC for Crash Bandicoot. So hopefully we'll see more from Vicarious Visions. That that would be great. Yep. <laughs> um, next topic. Unreal Engine 5. Hit me with it. Well... Epic Games announced Unreal Engine 5 and they actually came out swinging and this is the weird the weirdest thing about this to me but something that makes me very hopeful is that they actually demoed it using PlayStation 5 dev kits. Oh shit. It was it was uh all the images and all the videos that have come out for the new engine have been rendered and ran in supposedly PS5 hardware. So being able to see the visuals makes me a lot more hopeful for the console. Mm-hmm. It still, for me, doesn't make up the fact that we haven't seen the damn thing. Yeah. But anyways, this is about Unreal Engine. 
<laughs> now, uh, I'm I'm getting my source right now from TheVerge.com. And uh, direct from the article, we have uh, a few passages here that I'd like to share. The graphics speak for themselves. And if you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend you check them out. Because not only does it give you a really great sense of what the uh, console is going to be capable of, but what the engine will be capable of. Because uh, the graphics speak for themselves. And Epic has pushed the bleeding edge of what's possible. CEO Tim Sweeney tells The Verge. Our goal isn't just to bring more features to developers. The hardest problem in game development right now is building high-quality games takes enormous time and cost. So we want to make the developers' lives easier and more productive. And that's something that I believe that they focused on a lot in the uh, announcement video that I very much appreciated. They, they talk about making this engine not only powerful, but simple enough for the, the artists and the developers to use to where the engine itself does not get in the way of their creation. That's the thing. When I say simple, I don't mean I don't mean it's going to be easy for them to use. I mean the thing isn't cumbersome for them to create what they want with it. Right. Uh, some of the most interesting things that I believe uh, came out from the demo were, first of all, the ray tracing capability, the way that uh, they're able to completely map 8K images that are normally meant for cinematics and things that you would only see in cinematography for big budget movies, actually. Um, are able to be layered on and baked into the the physics of the engine itself. Okay. It gives you crisp, crisp detail, and the way that everything is processing has much less strain on the hardware. And speaking of the hardware, the Unreal Engine is actually optimized to be able to run using the newest hardware that is going to be launching with both the Xbox uh, Series X and the PS5. Mainly the fact that they will have M.2 SSDs for not only their uh, their main memory, but for their random memory, their RAM. And these these kind of new hardware advances for me are, are very exciting because it's going to un basically unlimit the possibility of how fast you can actually access things. It's uh, if you look at the actual engine and you see the demo that they that they put out, they also talk about how. Uh, they show not only the different polygons, but what would normally look like noise on an image. If you if you've ever seen like a like a really dark photo and you see that grain, you know, yeah, over everything, the the engine is so dense with <laughs> with three D objects that when you switch on the the X rays that they use to basically just identify only the the bump map of the surrounding image, it almost looks like noise because of how dense and packed every single inch of that environment is. It's it's uh, very exciting to watch this demo from a tech perspective. It sounds like to me they're trying to um, compete with the PC, but uh, well, in terms of the, in terms of the engine, and, um, the engine itself, and then every all the specs that's coming with it. And then the fact that we could be getting faster load times, um, especially when traversing within these games, it sounds like they're going to be competing with the PC. Oh, yeah, no. They're using PC hardware for sure. These these systems are, are coming stock. Basically, these systems are coming with the same kind of hardware that you would be looking at in a high-end 
maybe I want to say thousand dollar to twelve hundred dollar PC rig. Pretty much, but like mine. Exactly, but the uh, but the reason that they stay a lot cheaper and and what I normally try to tell people when they say, well, why is it cheaper than a PC if it's the same thing, is because they're optimizing the hardware to be able to only do one thing. You're not trying to run, you know, edge on it, even though Microsoft will probably let you run edge on it. You're not, <laughs> you're not trying to specifically run, you know, different applications like Zoom or Discord or anything on it. It is meant to streamline the processing for games. And that's like, I, I think the developers are taking a very good advantage of what the hardware enables. And it's the first time that we're going to see really current hardware in in uh, in consoles because when you look back at like the Xbox 360 and when you look back at even the Xbox one um, they they were using technically top of the line hardware but they weren't ever really optimizing it to what they could really be using mm-hmm. and I think this this gen this gen of uh, consoles are actually going to be be bringing a lot new of uh, new things to the table it's it's insane when you look at these uh with these screenshots and I highly recommend everybody looks them up. It, it, you can check it out on the verge or IGN. I know. Cause you already have people and it says it within the article. They made the Mandalorian on the unreal engine four. Now just imagine yes. them making another TV show through with this um, software. And th- this is not a joke. Um, uh, a big cat, not casting company, a big um, agency for actors and actresses um, has essentially signed a digital character under their their company so digitally the, the we could see the unreal well, unreal engine being used to make actors and actresses we could see um from the look of the demo um i could say bethesda would probably be more closer probably releasing some games because of this um unreal engine 5 and, could you imagine skyrim on this they can put in all the cut content they took out within the game. Exactly. Because, I mean, oh my God. We know we're not going to ramp on Skyrim right now. But, holy we're shit. We're not. Or the fact that it's going to take, apparently, many years to even see Skyrim 6. But whatever. Or not Skyrim, Elder Scrolls 6. But... That's what, that, was, yeah. that was one of the articles that we was going to talk about, but I did not um, bother to put it on it. Because I'm like, like many things, why talk about something that we're not going to see any times? I'm the type of person... If this six, if it's four to five years out, I don't want to hear about it now. That's like Kevin Feige talking about on the level. Kevin Feige talking about future MCU films, except for, oh yeah, except for the actors in these future MCU films, or my like more likely popping up in the current ones that's coming up. Well, mm-hmm. let's, let's say um, when he announced Civil War, when he brought out Chadwick Boseman. And he came out yep. with a whole slate of um, MCU films. They was already working on these films. Right. And we already got screenshots and everything. Yeah. But then, it was just like, here's a product that is coming to you soon. Yeah. And you're already fucking up with Fallout 76. Oh, God. And oh. then you come out with saying, oh, we won't see this game for another four to five years. Yeah, exactly. Why would you, and then you got Unreal just coming out with showing um Epic showing the new Unreal Five, so which means we could not we are not seeing no new um new gen console games. Pretty much any game that's coming out for the Xbox Five, for the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation Five, 
is all run on uh, Unreal Engine 4, and we probably won't see the new Unreal, uh, Unreal Engine 5 title maybe some yeah. point in 2021 or 2022. Just, just, yeah, just think of it that way, right? It's like anything that you're seeing right now that you're excited about is technically not next-gen hardware. Like, yes, it will be on next-gen consoles, but it is not optimized for next-gen yet. Once you start seeing things being made with this engine and other engines that will surely follow, because there's no way Unity is going to try to be left in the dust from Unreal. There, once you start seeing things with the badge of UE5, that's how you know you're going to be seeing some pretty amazing stuff, and you know that you're utilizing the hardware that we're so desperately waiting for. Yeah. Um, For our last topic, we're not going to talk about DC. Now I I had I, I had enough. <laughs> I yeah, had enough. I, I I understand the DC fatigue. <laughs> I, I I just had enough. Uh, we're we're really gonna talk about and I rarely talk about Star Wars. Um, like wow, that just shows how much you don't want to talk about DC. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now I'll I'll address this. Um, uh, Katie Sackoff was a pair of rumored. I'm I'm gonna say rumored because everybody says she is. She's rumored to play her character Bo-Katan from uh, Star Wars. What? Clone Wars, right? Yep. Okay, Clone Wars. All right. I have, okay. I have, I have not. I have not bothered to watch Rebels or Clone Wars, um, but I do know of the character Bo-Katan, and I know she voices the character Bo-Katan. She will be the second, well, no, first actress to voice a character and play their own character in the live-action setting. That's if it's followed through. Because I I believe it was confirmed. I'm just trying to find which article I that I read that uh, had said that. Here's here's the thing: the creator of the movie trivia showdown is best friends with Katie Sackhoff. Ah, and he said as soon as he saw the article, the first thing he did was call her, and she replied, "Well, I no comment. I cannot, and not even to him." She cannot talk on it. So, even if the article says what it says, if she's saying she can't talk about it and Lucasfilm ain't talking about it, there is a possibility that she is in it. But, we all know Mandalorian Season 2 is already done. Yeah. It's coming out, I believe, this November. Like, Season 1. I feel... She probably was cast, but she definitely cannot talk about it at this time. And I think it's going to be for season three since that was already announced. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if anything, we might get a tease of it in season two. Yeah. Necessarily. We're not, I don't think we're going to see her in key scenes. Yeah, and I don't, and she would probably be mentioned by name. Bo-Katan will probably be mentioned by name because Boba Fett is returning. Tamir Boba Morrison, Fett has been confirmed. Tamora Morrison, who played Jango Fett and Aquaman's daddy, his pappy, um, is, his re- is returning to play, well, he's returning to Star Wars to play, this time, Boba. Um, I did find the article, by the way, from IGN that it, uh, supposedly confirms that she will be appearing in, in uh, season two. But we still have Katie Sackhoff publicly saying no comment. Can't talk about it. True. So until Lucasfilm announces it, I'm gonna go according to Christian Harloff and then Katie Sackhoff Katie Sackhoff herself. 
mm-hmm. because um, WWE wrestler Sasha Banks is rumored to play Sabine. <laughs> um, and then it's rumored that it's going to be the Mandalorian versus Boba before, uh, before A New Hope. And, uh, and let's not forget, you still got um, Rosario in it. Well, playing Ahsoka. Rumored to be playing Ahsoka. Because they're still saying she's rumored. She's not playing. She's rumored. I mean, if not Ahsoka, who else would she be playing? According to her age, it makes perfect sense she'd be Ahsoka Tano. Exactly. So who else would she be playing? I don't know. I feel, remember, I fell off of Star Wars. Until somebody can give me a convincing argument as to somebody else she would play, I'm going to hold out hope. But um, that's that's the one thing I wanted to address on the Mandalorian. And then this is one of the reasons why I, I dislike Star Wars now. Mm-hmm. Is the... It's not because there's people who hate Disney and they think Disney is fucking up everything. No. Disney don't have to hold onto everything to fuck up everything. It could be the company they... Think of it like EA. (laughs) EA is buying up everything. They have ways to fuck things up. Yeah. But (laughs) at times, it's the company who... Yes, EA is applying the pressure and the company fucks up because of the pressure. In this case, it's Lucasfilm. I got my. I got to read the fucking script. For what? Colin Trevorrow's Star Wars. Oh yes. <laughs> it included Force Awakens. It included the Last Jedi. There's storyboards out right now for it. Yeah, I remember seeing those. Like some of the some of the ones that showed like uh, Ray in like Imperial art, like garb on one of the Imperial destroyers. It's um, it's Ray Finn. It's they recreated a scene from A New Hope. Ray Finn and Poe infiltrating, dressing up like Imperial guards. Yeah, that would have been fucking epic. Mark Hamill would have still been alive, and he grabbed um, Kylo's blade with his hand. Mm-hmm. To see someone with a robotic arm not have it cut through by a fucking lightsaber would have been fucking epic. But it also would have... But since he included The Last Jedi into his script, you'll know his force goes, um, Luke. Yeah. But still, that'd be fucking epic. Ray having a double blade... A dual blade... Um, basically, um, Darth Maul's um, lightsaber, but it's Ray's Jedi uh, saber. Right. And it boomerangs. We have yep. not seen a boomerang fucking lightsaber since the Force Unleashed and Fallen Order. Yep. To see that, that would have been fucking cool to see. Well, we did get a little bit of that in The Last Jedi. But I wanted to see it in fucking action. Just her fucking throwing it. And her, they show in the, in the this, um, even if it is the storyboards, her fighting without the need of the fucking lightsaber. Yeah, we have not seen that in the Star Wars film a Jedi fighting without the like we, of a blade of a of a saber. The only time we've actually seen that in like a Star Wars canon, and I guess they're technically not canon anymore, were like the cinematics for uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, there was a couple scenes where there was like lightsaber users fighting without lightsabers. Like, holy fuck, child, it would have been. They would have did something controversial, making um, Finn get captured. He's a slave until they save him. 
<laughs> yes, put him in the same thing as Slave Leia. <laughs> no, um, him working in an internment camp. Mm. That type of slavery. Ah, and they wanted nothing but blacks and Mexicans for it. Ah, yes, not not slave. Yeah, not 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 the good slave. But yeah, that would be controversial. But that would be that would be showing something that we want to see. We would have seen Coruscant. You see the Imperial forces. Um, raid over Kurosan, so it's all of the money, um, fall, uh, first order soldiers and the rich on the on the top fucking floor, and all the poor and the destitute at the bottom of of the ruins of of Coruscant calling back to um, the prequel trilogies. Yep. Oh my god, I would have loved to see some callback to that because it's like then the you need to have the kind of weight of what the First Order actually is. Because it's like, yeah, you see these disembodied soldiers. You, they're everywhere, and they're the bad guys. But you don't see the oppression. You don't feel the emotion behind why they need to stop this empire. Yeah. Like, what is it about this empire that is so evil? It's like, yeah, it's ran by the evil guy. We need to we need to stop it. Yeah. It's, it's this fact of Star Wars. But can you imagine how much more weighty that end would have had when you see Palpatine being destroyed, not because I have a, a million fucking ships, but instead being, we are destroying the leader of, uh, or the reason behind all of this oppression and all of this um, dark energy that befalls the galaxy. It would have been a much very different tone. Yeah, they would have had, they would have included Mortis, the the planet of the fucking that that of the Sith. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have seen creatures of the Sith, one of the head creatures of the Sith, training Kylo. Yep. We would have gotten all of this fucking, all this, and what they call inside baseball knowledge, um, including to the fucking films. Kylo would have been evil to the fucking end. Yes, we would have still got that Ray Kylo romance, but it would be fucking earned. That Ray Lo. Like. Uh, Ray would not be named Ray um, Ray Skywalker. It'd be something fucking else. But honestly, I would have respected it more if she kept going with Ray Palpatine. Yeah. Um. No. 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 That's that's all. JJ Abrams. Um. The fact that Kyle Trevorrow's script included the prequel trilogy, the original trilogy, in and. The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens into his script, and it'd be so much nugget. We would have seen Poe's father. Really? Yeah. Originally, the planet, the planet that we was on, that had Babu Freak and Carrie Russell's character, that was originally that was originally supposed to be Poe's planet, the home I home air where he was from. Ah, uh, that would make a lot of sense if they had even given any inkling. But no. They didn't. We didn't. Even, we don't meet Poe's father. We don't get to learn more um, about Poe himself. We just know, yeah, he was a former spice runner and smuggler um, before, which gives him like, okay, he was. He is the Han Solo of um, of the series. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Um, we would have. Uh, it would just. It would have been. Rose would have more of a fucking, like, more to do in this. Rose got fridged without being fridged. Oh, I'm just gonna say that right now. She got fridged at, while staying alive. It's just uh, this is why I don't like Lucasfilm. Like College Pro got got the shaft, he did. Yeah, and people expect like yo Taika Waititi. Like yeah, I'm I'm happy for Taika Waititi directing the Star Wars film. That's not like 
like I said, just because you have Rosario Dawson, who could be in, who could be in this room by this point, till Lucasfilm says anything, she's rumored to be in it. Um, yes, I'm happy that more women are being is is now more inclusive. You have more women, women, uh, women directors, writers. Um, like I said, I love Rosario Dawson, I really do. But that does not pull me back into Star Wars. Right. Taika Waititi does not pull me back into Star Wars. Kevin Feige himself, who still is is producing a Star Wars film, is not pulling me back into the world of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You, there, you have you are listening to. Here's the thing: fans do not own Star Wars. Lucasfilm owns Star Wars, and they're reflecting. <laughs> It's it's a Lucasfilm property as Disney owned it, but it's still a Lucasfilm property. Right. They're listening too much from the higher ups, and you're listening too much from the fans. Do your own shit. And the fact that they all turned on fucking Ryan Johnson because of the Last Jedi that really set me the fuck off. Yeah, because it's just like okay, so you didn't get what you wanted, but you want. It's like you you want something fucking different, so somebody does something different, and honestly, does it well. Like they, like they, they, everybody points as like that was so horrible and this and that. It's like no, okay, the film itself was good. If you look at it objectively, the film was fine. Like yeah, it's it's a good film, but it, okay, we can at least say this: it's a good film, but it's not a Star Wars movie. All right, but it, exactly. But I can I can I can gel with that. But to go to go after Ryan Johnson, to go after Kelly Marie Kelly Marie Tran, Daisy Ridley, to the point where they're no longer on social media. Yeah, they're not. Hell. Um, John Boyega have to hashtag these actresses' names on the eventuality they're going to see this article and then call them and be like, oh yeah, that was funny. Like, what the it's fuck? Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You, you totally wrote two actresses who... And and it's mainly men that's doing it. Yeah. And yes, we, we I am well aware that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man myself. We we're men ourselves, but it's something that I have to connotate that it's the asshole gatekeeping fucking fans that are made, but majorly men in their fucking fifth who grew up watching Star Wars. Yes, I did not get into Star Wars until I was about 10. While, yes, there are some people who grew up watching it from the 70s to now. They, mm-hmm. have, they have absorbed everything Star Wars content well, I'm just getting bits and pieces. And yes, right. I'm, I'm going to chalk it up to me as being sort of poor. To I can't absorb everything like everyone else. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that life. And then when I finally get into it as an adult, I got gatekeeping assholes. Yeah. That's why I don't like watching. I don't want to watch Rebels. I, it's not the fact that this is... I understand it takes place before A New Hope. Right. I understand that certain characters would not be used because the Sith is looking for said characters and they want to kill them makes sense to write them out but you have gatekeeping assholes and you have higher ups like solo should never been made Mm. it should have never been made and they're only reflecting that because don't copy off of Marvel don't copy off of DC just keep doing what you're doing Rogue One was the exception yeah Rogue One was the the diamond in the rough there where it was just like holy shit this is actually a good movie like 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 they gave us something that took that takes place within these trilogy of films, but it still stands alone on its own. Right. That's why I have such a problem when they talk about doing a Rogue One sequel. I'm like, no, 
Leave it alone. Like, we get into Cassie and or prequel show. Like, I'm sorry. I did not find Diego's Luna character any remotely um, interesting. And we already have the comic books. Why do we need a TV show? It's like, why do we, why does there always have to be a Han Solo in every single one? Yeah. Like, just stop. <laughs> just stop. Go back and to with- Go back no. to making video games for ne- for the next ten years before a movie comes out. Just, just stop. Let people enjoy Star Wars by a TV show. Like you got the Mandalorian, you fucked up. With... Now Obi Wan, I bitched about it. Maybe um, um, oh I forgot her name. She I want to say Kathy Ann, not Kathy Ann. Kathy Ann is uh, oh let I want to say Kathy Child. Ah, fuck. I forgot. Who are you thinking about? What are you talking about? Um, she directed two episodes of The Mandalorian, and she's she's the showrunner and director of every single episode of the Obi-Wan series. Oh, yes. Crap. Okay, I can't remember. Um, but I have a new perspective. Maybe she got the script to Obi-Wan, like the, the, the script order for the whole entire series, and probably she was like, this is not Obi-Wan. We need to rewrite this whole entire season before I start, I start filming it. I don't care about no pandemic or anything. This does not seem Star Wars. Let me re- let's rewrite it. If she Deborah Chow, Deborah Chow, if she did that and she directed two episodes of The Mandalorian, I'm hearing it, you got rave reviews. Yeah, I'm and I'm happy that somebody had a fucking head on their shoulders to be like, you know what? We're not just doing a cash grab. We need to do this shit right. So if that now if that is the case. All right, I'm not gonna bitch about Obi Wan, but if it's not, and then it comes out there was something else, and you just dragging Deborah Chow. Once again, fuck you, Lucasfilm. I'm not coming back. <laughs> it just be reaffirmed, and I don't give a fuck about Fallen Orders. I have a different hate for Fallen Order. That your hate for Fallen Order is more mechanics based than story based. Yes, and I can't get why people love this so much. I don't. And I'll have no problem. And I hear people bitching about Cal Kestis. I don't get why they bitch about him, man. Now, yes, I have ranted on Cal, but it's not... It's certain story beats they do with him that pisses me off. And I see in movies and TV, and I'm, I want to fucking change in that narrative. Yeah, it's the force I need to... I need to fuck up first before I realize, oh, wait, I should have listened to you. Yeah, like, I understand he needs to grow to be who he is before he dies. But there is a YouTube video that I need to find, and then I will give it to you when I find it. The Jedis, they suck. Yeah. And so- Oh, wait, are you, are you talking about the one that talks about how the prequels are kind of redeemed when you realize that the Jedi are supposed to suck? No, it was one where um, he talked about how Qui-Gon embraced love. He embraced all this stuff that made him more well-rounded Jedi. And the Jedis who was like, no, we can't love. We can't have emotion. We have to be this. We have to be a yeah. in our ways. That makes no, like, growing, like, finally reading Star Wars text, reading the Jedi Order, the Sift Order, what Dave Filoni, um, those who worked under George Lucas, who were writing these books. Right. And they show you this. Kylo, in a way, was right. There should be no Sift or no Jedis. They should be fucking dead because what they created 
is yeah. fucking stupid. That is the yeah. one thing I will agree because the Jedi's they suck. I mean, like that's why I always said I would be more like, yeah, I have I'm a Jedi. Well, you can't even classify who, who can you, how can you classify someone who does not want to fall under the Sith or Jedi order? They're not you I mean, technically technically you can say that's a gray Jedi, but even then, a gray Jedi is not really a Jedi. Yeah, and it's not even canon at that. Dave Filoni has came out and said that. Not <laughs> well, us fans feel Grey Jedi's are real, but you have Freddie Prince Jr. and who made that epic rant last year, and Dave yeah. Maloney sitting calmly and talking. He said that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. Something that the fans created, like something that was created because of what Ahsoka was at in point of her life. Uh huh. Um. So. Yeah. We're just gonna end it right here because I'm like we're gonna keep if we keep on going it's gonna like hey, hey Desi what we finally got to talk about the Mandalorian for a brief moment <laughs> it's enough for me yeah it's enough for you um but yeah Christian got to work in the morning and I'm working on a secret project and guests wrangling for more episodes so don't tell nobody it's a secret. Man, it's a secret. I'm not gonna say what was the secret project I'm working on. Fuck no, that'd be crazy. That's like that's like a spy saying I'm a spy. Oh shit, I just spoke too soon. I gotta go. Hell Hydra. <laughs>